Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Today's show is brought to you by our own bonus episode. When you go to the store, what do you buy? <laughs> I buy milk, shithead. Did Maddox get high and play with a door stopper before this episode? <laughs> Did you? No. That's what you do. You'd be having sex with your cousin right now, Sean, without a steam engine. I think the Earl of Sandwich invented the sandwich. <laughs> no, you fuck. The Earl of Steamwich? I'd be a good veterinarian, Sean. My, for me, it's a coin toss. Oh, what's your dog got? Uh, worms? Here, let me, let, me, let me put on my blindfold and get my pointing stick and see which one of these pills I'm going to feed this dog. Oh, it didn't work? All right, well, next animal. Plus. When you say good veterinarian, <laughs> what do you mean? Thousands and tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of these drones. Millions. No, let's that's, that's not get ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your face, Sean? Oh, I was I was mouthing out to Maddox. I learned my lessons. How come just because your civilization runs on steam, you dress like an asshole? Where the ratio of kids to textbooks was 17 to 1. So one textbook for every 17 wow. kids. What textbook was it? It was the alphabet of manliness. <laughs> <laughs> now available at thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from loopholes to assholes. <laughs> with over 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back. Episode those, 95. Those two things together are a solution because that's how some very religious girls get out of losing their virginity. Oh. They have the asshole loophole. True. The asshole loophole. That is a solution. That is a solution to no sex in Utah. That, is that, that a real thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Girls in Utah uh, are super into anal. And also, I've heard mm. in this, this also to be the case in Texas and a lot of the Bible Belt. Uh, and also in Utah, sometimes they'll go up to Nevada, get married for the weekend. Just to bang? Just to bang and then oh. get divorced. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's what God would have wanted. Yeah, that's I exactly guess. what God would have wanted. Because well. they're going to get up to heaven. God's going to be like, you guys found a loophole. Yeah, yeah, come on in, you crazy kids. But at least you found that this guy is willing to purpose, like to drive out of state for you. Yeah. You know, a lot of girls can't say you don't know. Like, is this guy willing to even pick up a tab for me? They don't know anymore. But yeah. drive out of state, that's that's true love. Yeah. You know what? Stay home, save yourself a five-hour road trip, and then just do anal. How about that? That's, that's what I say. And you got to keep her motor running for five hours, too, on the way. Like, you're that yeah. guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you got to keep this girl interested in banging you for five hours, sober, presumably. Oh, they're interested, too. Look, everyone's horny. Everyone likes to fuck. No one likes to admit it. Wow. It's stupid. All, All right. right. Who, how did we do last week? Yeah. We, uh, the biggest problem in the universe from last week, Dick, was slouching. 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 Asterios' problem. I think that's the first time Asterios has had a problem come out on top during one of these episodes. That and is then, a fucking fan fail, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Well, slouching, I, I read a lot of comments from people who actually said that they felt that slouching should have easily trounced all the problems. And uh, it was it was pretty, you know, it was pretty. I mean, Even it was a living clear, with your parents? Oh, yeah. Living, Man, and that then, sucks. Dude, well, speaking of, then followed by celebrity prom request was the second biggest problem from last week. And then last was adults living with their parents. So there's more. So people are more upset by YouTube videos of like Marines and weird kids asking celebrities to prom than they are of massive amounts of people having to live with their parents. Yeah. 
That's weird. Well, Dick, so I read some of these sources that you brought in, and I kept asking you last time, is this a problem with millennials? Do you, Was that like a sneaky way of you bringing in millennials? I don't see how it's a sneaky way. It says very clearly people 18 to 35 are on the rise when it comes to living with your parents. So was your problem millennials? I said it very specifically. Adults well, living with their parents is a problem. That's but, the problem. But specifically, like, why is it a problem now as opposed to previous generations? I mean, I obviously didn't make the case last week. I'm not going to try to make it again. What, what, <laughs> well, what do you want? What are you saying? He's of this generation. Yeah. You're, like, looking at, like, what's going on currently, right? That's what's going I, on I don't think currently. it's millennials at all. And it's no, on it the is, rise. It is millennials. It's Every on the rise single- more for millennials because they're getting fucked over in a number of ways. Well, that's true. But all those sources that you brought in, I looked at them, and they all mentioned millennials. This is a millennial phenomenon. That's why I mentioned. But then also what was interesting is, Dick, in that NPR article that you linked to, mm-hmm. they said that 60 61% of the people who are living at home, the the kids who are still living at home with their with their parents or adults living at home with their parents are happy or happier than they were uh than they were before. So that's that's kind of telling, I think. Well, when you get meals cooked and your laundry done, I sure. mean, it's pretty yeah. pretty cush life great. in comparison. I guess people I, like coloring in adult coloring books would probably report being pretty <laughs> happy too, but I recall that being a problem for some reason. Is a lot no. of these from Europe too? No, they're not. They're no, the they're US. talking they're talking about the US, like oh. people who live back at home. Now, the adult coloring book, uh, that's a phenomenon that is on the rise because there's some study that came out that said that it helps relieve stress. And it's just like the same the same one of these horseshit studies get picked up in Mashable or NPR, like any of these websites, they pick up these studies about like, oh, people find comfort in their dogs. And now people are bringing their dogs around everywhere. Hmm. Like they they can't leave the house because they're fucking psychopaths and they 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 need their their comfort animal just to survive and exist in society. Yeah. It's insane. So uh, we got some. We got a lot of presents to get to. We right? do. We do. We Dick. always take up too much time. Yeah, before, arguing over old shit. Let's before, get to these presents before we before we move on. Yeah, we did get. We got some fan boxes. And again, my package lady dropped the ball. Didn't call mm-hmm. me. Didn't call me in time. Um, but we got a we got a bunch of packages here. Uh, this is this one is sent in from Katie Kellogg. Uh, she sent me a message on Twitter and said that <laughs> she overnighted these to us. She said, uh, dear- oh, six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Says, dear Maddox, Dick, Sean, Asterios, and Airhorn Randy, I made you these cricket flower brownies. Now you can eat Maddox's worst enemy in the most delicious way possible. Mmm, sweet, sweet revenge. There's bon appetit. Wait, there's crickets in these? Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> want really? these, then. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I already yeah. ate a little bit of it. it yeah. Was, it was just really, I really I told you not to, didn't I? Uh, I didn't yeah. eat any of these fucking brownies yet. <laughs> I'm eating it. No, I'm not afraid of cricket flour. Yeah, there, there you go. Sean's eating it. That's bravo, Sean. There is oh, a real man. It's cricket flour? Cricket flour. Oh. And she says, you gotta it's, know it's how much. It's good. Yeah, it is it's good. It's good. It tastes like a brownie, a really chocolatey brownie. Yeah, I should try some. Give it to me. She says, You got to know how much I love this podcast when I will eat bugs to do quality assurance for you people. By the way, this is the same Katie who recently left a voicemail blushingly extolling the virtues of Sean. Sean, hmm. What? I didn't get that. Uh huh. I may have also called Dick Tiny Face. Now you know what I sound like at 2 a.m. on a Monday. Love you all, minus Airhorn Randy. I don't know you well enough yet, bub. Katie. Thank you, Katie. And so. It's good. Yeah, Good she sent us these brownies, and on the cover Tastes of the- a little stale, though. She should have overnighted them or something. <laughs> <laughs> on the cover of the, the Tupperware, ah. she put a little Jiminy Cricket <laughs> with X's on its eyes. Look at the Tupperware she sent. 
That's yeah, like that's, that's like, high quality Tupperware. Know, man. My mom is pissed if those don't come back. Yeah, high quality Tupperware, and then she and also a sends, rare insight into Sean's upbringing. Mm. <laughs> no, <she's>, <laughs> Tupperware <laughs> is made to be given away. Sean, is your mom Armenian? <laughs> she might as well be. Yeah. Oh, she's as white as the driven snow. Please, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? How dare me? <laughs> how dare you? How dare me? I think uh, I just picked a leg out of my teeth. Uh, <laughs> she also sent us a bag. It says, this is the brand I used for your information. She sent us a little bag of cricket flour. Oh, look at that. Yeah, 100% cricket flour, the real thing. And it's got a big cricket on the cover. Yeah. Can you see through it? What do you see, mean? I want to see. Well, I want to see what the color of cricket flour looks like. Can you see through it? What, no, like the invisible powder? Oh, oh, he, oh, oh, He's wondering oh, oh. what the color no, of the cricket no, flour no, is. No, 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 no. Well, let's open it up. Sure, let's crack it open. Randy's not here, by the way. No candy, Randy. No air horns. We can talk about apples. We can talk about libertarians. Yeah. I want to talk about the GOP debate. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. Handy Randy, producer Handy Randy, not here to witness these uh, these delicious it looks like. brownies and this uh, cricket flour oh, we got. it's brown, like brown it's sugar. Brown, yeah. It looks like brown sugar, this cricket John, flour. John, look, you wanted to see it. Yeah. There. No, yeah. it looks like brown sugar. Looks like brown can sugar. I, can I try a little? Okay, yeah, okay. why are you so obsessed with go. this cricket flour? Well, I'm I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's protein packed, guys. Hey, I have a confession to make. All right, so I made that cricket video. Yeah. Uh, I I killed and ate that cricket, and then I put a bunch of their heads on stakes out front in my lawn. Oh, cool toothpicks and, and uh, on toothpicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and after all of that, I still have crickets. Oh, well. Y- you taunted them yeah. by putting the pikes out there. Yeah. That was a mistake. I am I'm about to lose my mind with these crickets. What, Sean? It's a little bit funky, but yeah. it's what not do you mean, bad. Funky. It just has a little. It's got a funny taste, and I can't compare it to anything. Well, have you ever eaten flour on its own before? How the fuck would you yeah. compare? You have <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. What do you mean sure? Yeah, Why you, did you eat flour on its you, own? Well, if you're making shit and you got it on your fingers, I mean, yeah, it's gotten in my mouth just before. You if you're so high and you look need it. something to eat that you'll tear through the pantry looking for anything to look shove it. in your mouth like that, you mean or what? Don't don't worry about what I do. <laughs> well, it's Sean, weird. Sean, if you're if you got like baking soda on your hand, would you just lick it off too? Well, yeah, you got to make a volcano. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. Do we got any more presents? Uh, we did, and we got another package. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, thank you, Katie Kellogg. That's a very, very thoughtful gift, and I appreciate that more crickets died for that. I appreciate oh, that. Okay. Then we got another gift. We got another package from longtime fan Candace. Candace, a fan of mine from Twitch, actually, and then started listening to the podcast. She said, Hi, hmm. idiots. Stop reading it right there. Fuck her. (laughs) Don't read it. No, no, that's it. That's it. Fuck you, Candace. (laughs) She sent us a big box of cookies. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. She sent she sent us a big box of cookies. Says, hi idiots. Enjoy these cookies I made with real crickets and monkeys. (laughs) She she said they pair well with fireball cinnamon whiskey. Please share Mm. with your neighborhood lift driver, Tim Chang's. Two Z's. Love, Candace. P.S. Dick, go fuck yourself. Okay. And then she sent us a huge box of cookies. Look at look at how many cookies. Wow. I, I'm holding this box. It's probably like a two, three pound box of cookies right here. Maybe a pound. Yeah. Ooh, um, white chocolate. I like white chocolate. Yeah, we got white chocolate. Sean, white chocolate I like for you. the references mm-hmm. because I can tell how old these things are based on the episodes <laughs> they're referencing. No, this was Which actually pretty recent. do because of the shenanigans that you're... P.O. Box the shipping and, and every time I go in there, the shipping lady gives me some passive aggressive line. She says, "So, do you live far away?" Every <laughs> single time, you know, it could, because I she she thinks I don't go in enough. She goes, she said you should come in more. I'm like, why? You go, you always call me when I get a package. Yeah, uh, 
I don't know. Anyway. Um, all right, I'm going to skip right to the. I got there's some more fan presence, digital presence. Do you remember when I said, you remember that voicemail caller said we should uh, do a sign language interpretation of yeah. me talking? So Daniel, Daniel uh, Hedgie from Australia did it. Dick, you asked for it in last week's episode. Great podcast, material I know, but hey, you asked for a sign language interpretation of one of your rants. Feel free to post. Uh, also, please add that this is Australian sign language. Not American Sign Language. So make sure, before you tear into the guy when we post the video, make sure everybody knows this is Australian Sign Language. Yeah, I guess there's a difference. There's, uh, there's They do everything upside down. A- it's like gang signs. <laughs> they do. Sign language. A- they, there's ASL. Well, ASL could stand for Australian Sign Language as well. It's uh, Aus. The abbreviation is Auslan, I think. Uh, yeah. I saw that video. Like yeah, that he lion. sent in a video of sign language, a sign language version of one of your rants. Yeah, okay. Here, here you go. You guys watch this. That's pretty cool. Hey, guys. Great audio, like all YouTube videos. In love and having a sexual relationship with them. Now, the most misogynistic person on the internet is explaining to people the basics of courtship and attraction. Do we understand that? Do we understand that a person who is proud of that is explaining to everybody? Yeah, you look, you, you meet someone, you court them, you talk to them, you get to know them. Chemicals in your brain. You see that get to, to know them? Love, it looks like humping. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the sign for getting to know somebody. Then it wears off. Then you start drinking. All right, then you we'll post this on the website. Yeah, it's cool. We'll post this on the website. slower when he's doing it, though. Yeah. Here's another one. Yeah, somebody compiled all the go fuck yourselves. Adam Angel. Hey, guys, I love the show. I made a compilation of fans telling Dick to go fuck himself from uh, the last 70 episodes. There you go. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I have gotten in the last, I'd say, two days, uh, maybe just a, a half dozen of emails from people, all for various topics, various subjects, either praising the show or commenting or sending in problem suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. And invariably, they're all addressed to me. And invariably, at the end, they all sign off with P.S. Dick's an idiot or P.S. Dick's an asshole. No. It's just like, it seems like a, a common sign off. And he did it in that voicemail, too. Well, here, here's another voicemail. Great. Hello. Dick, go fuck yourself. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Anyways, Dick, yeah. go fuck yourself. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's five minutes go of this. Go fuck yourself, yeah, Dick. Yeah, it's a lot of clip. find some common ground. Go fuck yourself, Dick. Oh, no. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, Dick. And the real uh, Angelo's end. Okay, fuck yourself, Dick. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh. Also, our All right, I'll post it later. Yeah. What, you got some comments or voicemails you're on? You're on? Um, I got a quick comment from... Michael Juan Perez, he says, I just want to point out that people calling in sick for sports games isn't really unique to Italy or Europeans. Living in Texas, I know plenty of people who call in to watch Cowboys, and I'd bet people in Green Bay or Pittsburgh do the same. People also call in for a day or two to go to concerts, and also if they suddenly score tickets to a game or a concert. So I guess his point is that uh, people call in sick when they want to have a day off. Sure. <laughs> here's uh, here's somebody settling the Ronda Rousey debate. Oh, remember that? You and yeah. Stereos thought she was hot. Because she, she you guys hot. have gotten kicked in the head by a mule or something. Maybe you're blind. Okay. I don't yeah. think she's hot at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fucking Maddox and Asterios, you're fucking dumb. I agree with Dick for once, which is surprising when it comes to me. For once. But, yeah, Ronda Rousey isn't that attractive. She's not hot, but she's kind of attractive. Dick is totally right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking woman who's probably fucking stronger than me she'd probably like break my neck as i'm fucking trying to choke her she'd be like oh harder and i'll be like no fuck you and she like she's too like dominant I'm a fucking dick fucking pull out those dominant jeans it's fucking something woman fuck me i can't speak 
Can't even understand. What? <laughs> well, thanks thanks for taking a break, walking dogs, to call in there. Yeah, what do you got? What the hell is going on over there with your shitty, what do you, what do you have, cricket wireless over there? Uh, your shitty dog barking in the background, your comfort animal. I don't need advice from this guy telling me what is or isn't hot. Why don't you work on your phone call, your phone etiquette, dickhead? Well, uh, Ronda Rousey actually called in. Oh, yeah, thankfully. let's hear yeah. it. <laughs> This is Ronda Rousey, and I'm calling you out. How dare you tell me I'm not hot? I will put you in a headlock so hard, I'll pop that tiny face of yours like a shit, motherfucker. See? That's hot to you guys? Uh, that is so That's sexy. how you want a woman to talk to oh you in gosh. bed? That's hot. That's, That's really gross, hot. man. Now, I don't, like, I don't like women who are too petite. I don't like women who are too dainty. Too hot? Too, too <laughs> way way too hot for me. Look, Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey's a babe. She's not like a ten, oh, but she's really fucking a hot. Babe, get yeah. the hell out of here. She's a babe. Did you like Xena Warrior Princess? Would you jerk off to that? She's all right. Would you jerk off to it? Yeah, that was the question. The answer when is you yes. were a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't, but I would. What the hell does that mean? If I had a time machine, right, and I went back and found myself <laughs> like a mental time old, machine, no, no, a real time machine, you okay. know, like your solution. You would go dick. back and jerk off yourself <laughs> as a kid. You mean? No, no, dickhead. I would go back when I'm 17, and like you know, right, right as I'm about to jerk off, I'm like, hey, 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 buddy, here's a Xeno Warrior oh, magazine, right? Yeah. Give myself a little fap aid, huh? A little wank aid, wank aid. That's what you call sure. it. Sure. Okay. That's what you for no a wink supplement. Yeah, yeah, man. Zeno's Zeno was kind of cute. I mean, she had kind of a square jaw, a little mannish. But she, there was a lesbian. A little mannish and Ronda Rousey is hot. Ronda Rousey's not. Ronda Rousey. If you didn't, if you didn't know Ronda Rousey was a world famous champion of martial mixed martial arts, you wouldn't guess because she's not muscular. She's not really like her mus her muscles aren't very pronounced. Well, she's still not a world champion of martial arts. So f you, Ronda Rousey. Well, she was. There you go. I got uh, one for you. Hi, Maddox. My name is Sasha, and I'm from Pennsylvania, and I'm 17 years old, and I was wondering if you could take me to my senior prom because nobody's asking me yet. And I think you're so hot, and I like oh, soup nice. and spicy food, too, so maybe after prom we can go out and that's get some good. soup, <laughs> or we could go over to your mom's house and she could make us some soup and bring it to us okay. in the basement. You got that in common. Please let me know because... Um, I really would love to go to prom with you, and okay. I have this super sexy dress that I like to wear. Uh, sexy so I prom make dress. Sure that we match. So call me back and let me know what color you're going with. Bye. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> that made my my skin crawl. She's, you remember? She's doing Shelly from <laughs> South Park. <laughs> you remember a long time ago on the old Conan O'Brien show when he was still on network TV, uh, Amy Poehler. Before Amy Poehler really like had a huge name behind her, she was mm-hmm. she was Conan O'Brien's sister, and she kind of talked like that too. That's kind of what that reminded me of. No man, it's crazy. Like here's the thing: you got this. Like, you got this girl. I'm gonna assume hot because any girl who's into me is hot. That girl sounded hot. Yeah, she's in your defense. <laughs> she sounded really hot with the with the braces. Um, but look, any girl who's into me is super hot, right? And she's 17, so immediately there's no point. What am I going to do going to prom with this girl? Like, what can you possibly even do? I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not going to prom with a 17-year-old. Okay. So, no. The answer is no. <laughs> you mean, you just, you just go to prom. You don't, you don't always have to bang her. Right? I, you just I wouldn't go know. to prom and have a nice time. I never went to prom. Remember, I pushed my car, my friend's oh, car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you and Asterios hated so much? Because you didn't go to prom? I don't know. I think Asterios did go to prom, but I I, I never went to prom. I you think someone stupid. went to prom with that guy? Oh, my God. Poor girl. Why not? The get friend, that, the fuck that guy out comes here. to pick up your daughter and prom. You're like, ah, oh, come on. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Asterios is a smooth criminal, my friend.
Oh, please. Yeah, he's very yeah, sneaky. Everyone on the show is a player. Awesome. No. All right. You no, de- do? definitely not true. Uh, you want to get to some problems? Yeah, Dick, what's your biggest problem this week? Bumper stickers. <laughs> Bumper stickers. Okay. Why is that a problem? They're annoying. All right. You ever had a good experience with a bumper sticker? Yeah. Have you? Okay. What was your, what did you see? One of your own bumper yeah, stickers? Exactly. I forgot. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking a big bumper over here. Yeah. What is, what was your positive experience with a bumper sticker? Well, I've seen some, I've seen some bumper stickers that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> what, like Calvin peeing on something? Yeah, that's funny. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, but Calvin. it's like in lieu of a personality, I'm going to slap this shit on my car. Now, I, you know, I get it. Uh, bumper stickers can be annoying. I've seen cars that way overdo it. They, they put their political opinions all over their fucking car. And you know, first of all, we get it. You're a liberal. You don't have to tell us you're or driving the reverse. a reverse. Yeah. Or the reverse. Yeah. We get it. You're a conservative. You're driving a, a pickup driving truck, a truck on a lift. Right. Yeah. We, With we little get balls dangling from the back. Right. And a metal militia sticker on yeah. the back window so yeah. you can't see anything. And you know, you know their political opinion because they're they're always the first to include a bumper sticker that has Barack Obama's full name on it, Barack Hussein Obama. It's a they damning really, name. They really want to emphasize that Hussein in there. They yeah. really want what like that. That never happens with any other candidate. What does the J stand for in Donald J. Trump? Or uh, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton? Hillary Rodham? Like, no one gives a shit, except for Barack Hussein Obama, and it's a little bit, a little tinge of xenophobia. Yeah. But there, so there- But that there, was your good experience with a bumper sticker? What's your good experience? Do you have um, a specific one, or did you just want to shit on the problem? No, my, my, my specific- <laughs> right? My specific one- <laughs> I, I, I don't have a strong opinion either like way. They're they're annoying. I'll let you think about it. Really. They're very in, what? I think your real problem is millennials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All these millennials with their bumper stickers. Yeah, dick. I wish they would. I wish they had millennial on board on their cars. I'd be a lot nicer to those guys. I feel bad for them. Don't like. Am I the only one who feels bad for millennials that they got? Not only did they get fucked financially and uh, like in in, ev- in every sense of the word, they got fucked financially. They got fucked education wise because they've been raised by the education system to be inclusive pussies. Like yeah. at, 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 to to a degree that I could not even imagine being raised in. Then they got fucked economically when they hopped out of school and. Everyone shits on them constantly just because they have the ability to to share their mind online. Yet, yet they're still changing the world with everything they do. Facebook, all every new technology's got millennial stamps all over it. And what what, what do they get for it? Shit on, shit on. I feel bad for them. They're still annoying, but I feel bad for them. Okay, bumper stickers. Never had a good experience with them. It's like when you put a bumper sticker on your car. Okay, this is the difference between a private space and a public space. You go out into a public space. Can you imagine just walking around saying the things that are on your bumper sticker? Like ev- everything on your bumper sticker would be considered extremely inappropriate and uncivilized behavior. Whoa, 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 Dick. Why don't you take a step back and coexist, okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're, like you were walking into a coffee shop or a movie theater and you just go, hey, everybody, everybody, everybody. Coexist, all right. Like, who the You'd be an fuck asshole. are you, or or anything? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, um, oh, I'm talking about your kids. They've got those little bumper stickers of like your whole family. Yeah, it's like that. That is considered offensive behavior to just walk up to someone like, hey, let me tell you about my kids. Like, dude, fuck you. Fuck Go off. away. Yeah. Go get the hell out. I'm of here. calling the police. This is a crime. Yeah. 
I'm either calling the police or I'm calling your kids. You pick. Yeah. Which one do you want me talking to? No, man. I'll tell you a time when I was really annoyed by a bumper sticker. Uh, I was driving behind some guy, and I saw this bumper sticker I'd never seen before. It said, world peace begins with your turn signal. I <laughs> lost my fucking mind. I drove up. I went out of my way. I went in the left-hand turn lane. So so we we're both in uh, going straight, right? I can see this making you lose your oh, mind. Yeah. yeah. I went in my left-hand turn lane, pulled up next to him, honked, and flipped him off. How's that for world peace, fuckface? And then I cut him off, too. I uh, fuck. I was so pissed you off this guy. On? No. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a piece of shit. Fuck you with your condescending lecture about world peace, you dickhead. World peace starts with your turn signal. Go fuck yourself. You Look, I think it's important to signal in traffic, but I don't have delusions about it causing the start of world peace, dickhead. That's love, not how world peace starts. I love that he took that literally. What? Are you actually following that logical progression? I believe to- it. I believe that's what that guy thought, Sean. Yeah, but I think he's right. Like, the the basic, I think that guy and that bumper sticker is right. That, like, uh, basic human treatment of one, basic manners, manners are the glue that holds society together. Sure. Like, if, every, if everyone had better manners, society would be better. However, the presumption of your guilt, like, the projection of him saying, hey, you know what, buddy? You better signal. It's like, if someone presumes I'm going to be guilty... Of doing something that they want me to do, I'm gonna do it. Like uh, that's stupid. Why? Why would you do that? Because they've 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 assaulted me with this belief. This 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 saying, hey, you you know what? Do your part for world peace. Signal. Like okay, okay well, uh, what, what did you think I wasn't gonna like? Why why did you why did you need to tell me this? What about me made you need to tell me this? Like fuck you. Yeah. You know what, Dick? I think the I think same you- reason you got upset. As soon as it's exactly the same. Yeah. As soon as he saw you on the road, he slapped it on, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's to you specifically. You know what though? It's conflating two different messages here. Look, you you want to tell you want to spread the message that Basic etiquette of society is what keeps us civil and what keeps society going. Yes. I get it. Fine. Yeah. I agree. I'm on point with that. Uh-huh. I'm on board with that point. But he's not then, doing it. And then the other message is you should use your turn signals. I'm on board with that point as okay. well. Those are both great messages, guys. But one doesn't cause the other and has nothing to do with the other. I get what you're trying to say with mm-hmm. your fucking goody two-shoes bumper sticker, uh-huh. fuckface. But I turn, I use my turn signal all the fucking time, and I don't feel like the world is any more peaceful. Listen to my voice. You don't sound peaceful, <laughs> no. The point is you can't have a good experience with it. There uh, – even if you, like, you've seen the cops driving around with, there's no, ex- have you seen? Yeah. The, at some point, some <sighs> some bumper sticker manufacturer convinced all the cops in L.A. to drive around with a bumper sticker that says, there is no excuse for domestic violence. Right. And as soon as I saw that, I was annoyed because, well, first of all, the police car itself is a reminder to not do crimes. That's why they all look like that. Yeah. It's a reminder to not be a criminal. An extra reminder on the tacked onto the end is like so. Of all the of all the crimes, that's the one you guys picked. First of all, secondly, there's tons of excuses for domestic oh, violence. You, you grew up with violent parents, yeah. like you're in toxic relationships. These are all 
excuses for mm-hmm. domestic. There's no excuse for domestic violence. Well, yeah, to you guys, no, because you just show up and arrest the man. Dick, those aren't excuses for domestic violence. They're explanations for domestic violence. There's no excuse for what's domestic the, violence. What's the difference? <laughs> There's a big difference. What's the, what's the difference? No, but I know Come what on. you're talking about. I maybe maybe cops have that on their bumpers because those are the majority of calls that they get. But I will tell you a good experience I've had with have they dropped? Stickers. Have the, are those bumpers like? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't uh, smack my wife around or uh, scream at my husband until he falls asleep. Well, Dick, maybe maybe <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe someone who's stuck in traffic behind a cop car staring blankly, which nobody does anymore because everyone's fucking texting. Well, that's where you're going to be when those assholes drive at sixty on the freeway is right behind a cop getting steam blowing out of your ears because you can't drive a correct speed on right. the freeway. Yeah. Go ahead. So you might see this bumper sticker, and you might think about that message. There is no excuse for domestic violence. And you might have that moment of epiphany where it's like, okay, uh, maybe there isn't. Maybe Because then the person who's having that thought may, may realize that an explanation is not an excuse. That's a very subtle and important distinction, but it's a world of difference. That's a big bumper sticker. No, what? Everything you just described. I, don't I still that, don't get it. I don't need put, to put that whole thing on a bumper sticker. No, I've Do seen you some, have any bumper stickers? Have you ever had one? Uh, yeah, I have one right now on my car. Oh, oh my. I'll tell you. I'll tell what, you what. What does it say? I I'll love masturbating. Cool as shit. No. <laughs> no. No, you know what? Um, my, the bumper sticker I have on my car, I'm not going to tell you specifically what it is. There are no words on it. It's just a symbol. And it is, it is a symbol to get me out of trouble. And I'll just say that much. Is it a fireman's little thing? Something like that. I mean, yeah, a lot of people like have those. You're yeah. not, yeah. I know. Okay. Um, but anyway, so here's a, here's my positive experience with the bumper sticker. I have, I used to make these bumper stickers that had a garbage can tipped over and it said littering kicks ass. Mm. And it showed a whole bunch, because I think that littering creates jobs. Uh, you know, someone's got to pick up that that trash some, yeah. at some point. Some Indians got to cry on TV. <laughs> sure. You're right. <laughs> it, it, that is a lost reference now. Oh, yeah. Millennials don't get that one, do they? No. Yeah. They have a heart. I barely remember it. Na- no, yeah. it was a commercial. Native American. Yeah, okay. yeah, Native Americans. Uh, it's been parodied. It gets parodied every now and sure. again. Um, so anyway, the, the, my friend, I used to create that bumper sticker that said littering kicks ass with a garbage can tipped over. Mm-hmm. And my friend bought one of those stickers and put it on his Prius back when Priuses were first coming out and they were all touted as being environmentally sound cars. He put one on his Prius and I thought that was so funny. That was, uh, one of my favorite experiences with the bumper sticker. And another one is my own logo. My own logo is a bumper sticker. That's pretty cool. Put that on your car. Yeah. Looks that's cool as shit. That's cool. Um, Speaking of... <laughs> sounded very sincere. <laughs> it's a cool logo. Um, you can put it anywhere, though. You can put it on your laptop. So here's, here's a study I brought in. It's an old study. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Territorial markings are a predictor of aggressive driving and a road rage. This is a real, a real study, I think, from the Colorado University. They quizzed a bunch of volunteers about their cars and driving. Things like, how much do you care about your car? Do you decorate your car? Do you accessorize your car? Um, including things like new stereos and like stupid plastic dashboard shit and bumper stickers, and they found that. Let me see what the what the conclusion is. Basically, the more the more you treat the more you treat your car, which is on the border of being a public and private space, because you think it's private because it's a little room on wheels. However, it's in a public space. You're in the Congress of Traffic. You're in public, right? The more you treat your public your individual public space as though it were private makes you more territorial when you're on the road 
that was their conclusion. That you think you think this is yours. You think this is my lane. You think people jumped into your lane and cut you off instead of seeing it as where people who don't accessorize their car, who don't think their car is an extension of their dick, those people are more forgiving on the road and less likely to be a, a road rage. Yeah, I believe it. That yeah. sounds that sounds sound. I, it's it sounds like tribalism to me. And yeah. you know what it is? Bumper stickers were the original virtue signaling, essentially. Because you can put these little these little messages on there about coexistence or little messages about how you think that uh, whatever political party you're opposed to. We're not treading on me. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't tread, tread on, on me. Don't yeah. you dare. It's virtue signaling. It's the original yeah. virtue signaling. Because you can put these little pithy messages on, on your bumper and let everyone know what a good person you are for signaling because you're doing you're you're starting world peace. You're starting a movement for world peace. Sixteen percent more likely to be a road rage if you have bumper stickers on your car. That's you, buddy. I don't. Well, the one sticker I have, thing, the ones or whatever <laughs> it is, no, we what don't makes, know what it is. What makes him a road rage is bumper stickers on other people's cars. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You ever done that? Uh huh. What? Have you ever put a bumper sticker on someone else's? Oh, car? I have. Yeah. If they, if I used to, I had a sticker one time. I, I, I found it somewhere. It, um, said something like "You drive like a dick" or something like that. Oh, okay. And if I, if someone's a, an egregious asshole, yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a sticker on their car. Mm. Sure. All right. Of Just, course. I used to have these little, this little stack of notes, uh, in my car, like a printout of like a hand choking a dick and a little, a little squirt coming out at the end, and it says, oh my "You." God. It says, "You park like a dick." And I put that on people's cars when they park like assholes, yeah. and like if they block me in or something. I did it to this old lady one time. This, this. This fucking she have a heart attack. <laughs> I I can only hope this bitch. So I was down at the beach, and it was a really busy day. Right, it was a really busy day, and I was waiting for a parking spot. I turned on my signal, and clearly I'm pointing to the to the spot that I'm I'm waiting for this person to back out. Right, mm-hmm. person backs out. This old lady pulls in, and I start honking my horn. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. And she goes, "Oh, you can't turn here." And I said, "I didn't. I turned around. I turned around in this little uh, interchange where you could turn, and I I went to get the spot, and she took it, and uh, you know she wouldn't move. So I got out and I left her this real nasty note. I took one of my you park like a dick little stickers, put it mm-hmm. on her car, and then I also wrote a note. I said, "You're a bad person. Go mm-hmm. go to hell." Made me made me feel better. Yeah. I felt I and I wanted Take to stay. I, I wanted to wait around because you know what? To old people, that really means something. Does you, it? Oh yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, it absolutely does. What? You think it, it means something to old people? Nothing. I was just over sticker? here, kind of nodding my head. Well, they're you know they're pretty close to dying. So, yeah. What do know, they care? Fuck you, right? Well, no, but that's, yeah, that that's go either way. That, that's the thing. If you're close to dying, then you know this woman. Uh, this woman is look like she's in her seventies, something like that. If you're close to dying, right? The last thing you want is someone thinking that you deserve to go to hell. Oh man, I uh, I can't imagine how little I'm going to care about what people think of me at eighty. I so, can't. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it's already so low. I get, here's a here's a picture I got. My buddy Guignon, the guy whose underpants I borrowed a couple episodes ago. Uh, he sent me this picture of some bumper stickers. It is, my child made the honor roll at a middle school on the bumper. Right above that, what's the other bumper sticker? That's it's the, the shocker. shocker. Yeah. The shocker. Yeah. Two in the uh, vagina, yeah. one in the anus. Two. I think there's the saying, how the <laughs> saying goes. That's that's how it goes. Honor right. roll. 
Yeah. Go All ahead. right, Dick. Um, interesting problem. I don't. I, I'm really. You know, I, I'm rarely entirely on the fence on a problem, but this one I'm like fifty fifty. I've seen some funny bumper stickers, and I've seen ones that annoy me. No. I don't know where I stand on this one. I think it's. Uh, it could be a problem, and it depends on how annoying you think they are. Depends on how many you sell. What bumper stickers? Yeah. Big All bumper of, over here. Big big bumper. Get out of here. All right, Dick. I got a real big problem this week. Bottled water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bottled water. It's a stupid idea for lazy idiots. I first realized what a scam it was a long time ago by going to a theater in Utah, and I wanted to order a coffee. The coffee cost $1.50 for a cup. Yeah. Then I, you know, I changed my mind, and I said, you know what? I want a bottle of water. The bottle of water. Five bucks. No, no, two bucks. Two dollars, which isn't a huge difference in cost. I, I guess percentage-wise, it's uh, it's pretty significant. But a dollar fifty and two dollars for just a bottle of water. I mean, think about that. They're saying what they're saying is that a product that requires people to harvest beans in Colombia, right? That requires water to raise those beans, mm-hmm. and then they need to roast those beans, ship them overseas, package them, grind them, heat them up with water and electricity. So you're using more steam. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they use a foam cup, and that all that in that entire process, which which takes months to produce those beans to go into your coffee, that costs less than a bottle of water. Yeah, that's the first time I realized what a scam bottled water was. It's insane if you think about it. Um, so bottled water, uh, Dick, according to Business Insider. Coca-Cola has been in the business of discouraging restaurants from serving tap water and pushing less water and more beverage choices. And according to Pepsi, the biggest enemy is tap water, said a Pepsi VP in 2000. That's dangerous. Yeah. I don't want a corporation thinking tap water is dangerous. Yeah. Their, their, their biggest competition is free <laughs> oh, no. tap water. Yeah. They said, this is a direct quote, when we're done, tap water will be relegated to irrigation and washing dishes. For the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Says Susan D. Wellington from Pepsi in two in the year two thousand. When we're done? When yeah. we're done with what? what? Everything? Yeah. They're Basically the- doing everything to stop tap water? That's what they want to do. Oh my God. Yet forty eight percent of all bottled water comes from tap water. It's the exact same fucking water. Forty eight percent of it. In fact, yeah, they, they just shove it through an RO filter. Yeah. Like reverse osmosis. Oh, they don't even do that, Sean. I'm oh, getting really? to that. Well, yeah. Don't dump many it right of, out of the hose, really? Many of yeah, many of them do. They don't do anything extra to the water. They're just using city water, just municipal water, and they're just bottling it and selling it uh, at a huge like market. Right out of the tap? Right out of the tap. It's the same fucking water. Hmm. They're not doing anything special to don't that. Don't any watchdog groups like test that and compare the amount of uh, minerals from like tap water into well, of course, it could be bottled in another place, right? Well, it says, so forget it, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends. It tap water, which is EPA regulated, undergoes testing for E. coli and is required to provide its source and produce quality reports. But bottled water, on produce the other hand, quality probably no produce quality. Produce reports. quality. They need What's to that? produce quality reports. Oh, they produce quality yeah, yeah, reports. Yeah. Okay. Bottled water, on the other hand, doesn't have to meet any of those standards to be distributed. Additionally, the Food and Drug Administration regulates bottled water and its standards pale in comparison to the EPAs for TAP. A few examples of this include less frequent bacteria testing, no mandatory reports of violations to federal officials, and no filtration or disinfection requirements on the federal level, while many states have no meaningful programs of their own. So you could be drinking anything? You could be drinking anything, yeah. Whoa. There's no regulation for this shit. In scientific testing, bottled water was found to be no safer than tap water. In fact, in most recent tests by the NRDC, tested uh, they tested 103 bottles of water off the, the, the shelves, right? Mm-hmm. 
Nearly one in five tested waters contained in at least one sample more bacteria than allowed under microbiological purity guidelines. For My- what? Guidelines for what? Regular wa- tap water? For, or just in general? Yeah, for tap for tap water. Oh my god! Yeah, that's disgusting. Four percent violated the generally weak federal bottled water standards. Two for excessive fluoride and two for excessive coliform bacteria. Hmm. In what eight, what labels? What brands were these that did this? So uh, I did it says not in the, drink them. It says in the study. I'll link to it on the website. It's uh, and it's an NRDC study. Damn it! I'm never gonna read that. <laughs> I just keep drinking poison. In eight cases, arsenic was found in at least one test at a level of potential health concern. Eight, eight of these bottles, of, that's almost 8% of the water they tested had arsenic at dangerous levels. That's why you can't be drinking water. You got to drink beer, whiskey, something like that, so you know the pathogens have been killed by the fermenting. Those, there's a lot of guidelines for beer and liquor. Not, nothing, apparently, for water. Fish have sex in it. That's what you know. What you're when you're drinking? It's got it's full of arsenic. It's full of E. coli. It's full of poop. Basically, yeah. you ever drank a beer that's full of poop? Of course not, because there's guidelines and requirements. Beer people drink more bottled water than beer and milk combined in the United States. Wow! Like yeah. so. Okay. Does does the Arrowhead five gallon thing count in all this? Do we know that? Yeah, they're looking at all these bottled water sources. Well, because I drink that. Why? Um, I don't trust the water that comes out of the tap see there's the problem because here's the well, thing after the earthquake water was fucked like everybody in la after the earthquake when the water came out brown right everybody switched to arrowhead and since then i don't think anyone switched back like i certainly haven't well the problem is that bottled water again is not regulated so you're getting a source first of all that is tap water essentially and whether or not it's clear doesn't make doesn't make any difference um, it's it, gross, though. Well, it's up it's to the clear. it's up to the uh, various manufacturers to determine what kind of quality standards they have, right? I mean, so it right. runs the gamut. I know I don't necessarily trust those ones in Seven uh, Eleven that are like Seven Eleven brand water. <laughs> Yeah. Something like, you know, who knows? That probably uh-huh. really is the hose. It's all the same. It's all coming from the same source, more yeah. or less. I mean, Fiji water is an, a, an exception because that comes from Fiji, I guess. But in taste, oh, does it? Yeah, because that's think- the one my sister likes. I'm always like, why the hell are you always picking Fiji? Is because it's a bottle square? Yeah. No, hey, I, packaging is important. I mean, yeah. to, to the eye. Sure. I mean, some of the bottles of booze are beautiful. It's true. Um, it tastes good, but in taste tests, tap water consistently ranks at or above the level of bottled water. So people in just blind taste tests choose tap water more than bottled water because that's a commonly cited thing that people say, well, I drink I drink bottled water because I like the taste. It tastes fresher. It tastes clear. It's not. It's a cognitive bias that you have. Hmm. You think you're getting a better product because you're paying for it as opposed to tap water, which is readily available and subsidized by the city in our tax money. Yeah, man. I don't – so, okay, this is this is all I know. When I, I have my five-gallon Arrowhead, right, and – I put it on the, they come every month. I put it on the thing. I got nice cold water in a spigot. I got nice hot water in a spigot, right? Very easy. If I run out early and I have to refill that thing with some tap water, it has, and like, you know, take the bottle off and just put some tap water, put a pitcher and a tap water in it to tide me over. It has a gross smell and a gross taste to it. You, I don't think I'm imagining that. You might be, Dick. You might be projecting. Because this is, again, the guy who thinks that paying more for steak gets you better steak. Paying more for wine ah, gets you better see, wine. You're, you're killing your argument with that because more expensive steak in general in the long run is going to be better. Like a $30 steak in the long run, a $50 steak is going to be better than a fifteen ninety nine steak. There's no guarantee about that. 
It just depends. Again, you, I've just said in the long run, if mm-hmm. you're going, if you're picking up a steak at Ruth's Chris, it's gonna be way better than a steak you picked up at Outback. I, I realize, the, I realize you think that, but that's not necessarily true. I'm just telling you that you're killing your argument with that no, because I'm a not. lot of people agree with that. Study after study after study, come, keep they keep coming out. Remember the wine <sighs> debate we had on the show long way back in the day, and uh, you know, I said I said that wine testers couldn't even tell the difference between white and red wine. They couldn't tell the difference between house wine, table wine versus a really high end bottle. They couldn't even tell the difference between they drank the same. Same exact sample of red wine, and they couldn't tell the difference between the two. They were told that one was a high-end label and yeah. one was a low-end label. They chose the high-end label better tasting than these than the exact same wine they drank seconds ago. Yeah, was this like real taste testers yes. or is it people who said they're really into wine? No, these are these are like the professional taste testers. In fact, on a st- on a study, they got the world's best taste testers, and and uh, during a study. At some of these wine, uh, these wine festivals and wine fairs, they found that the world famous taste testers, who are uh, uh, reputed in the industry and they their opinions count, right? Mm-hmm. This is how they price wine is based on their opinions. Their ability to determine a high quality wine, allegedly a high quality wine, was fifty percent. It's essentially See, a coin toss. Here's, I think you're conflating a lot of things with your what's better and what's not better and money and this or that. Certainly, different water from different sources, is going to have a taste to it. It's got different mineral components. Exactly. I mean, that's what... Doesn't mean it's harmful. That's the main ingredient of beer, is the water. You're not going to pick two different water supplies and have the exact same tasting beer. Because you start out with a widely different spectrum of minerals. So even if I'm saying it's gross to me... It's still gross to me. I'll drink tap water, but I don't like it when it comes out cold. It's got a goofy smell to it. Maybe I'm used to the smell of the Arrowhead. I don't fucking know. But that's why I don't drink it. And then every time somebody proposes a better solution, like use a Brita pitcher or use some goofy knob on your thing or use some kind of filtration device, it always makes it more complicated and slow. I'm sitting there... For five minutes, filling up a glass of well, like ah, I don't have time to replace this filter. I don't know. It just works. Deliver me the bottled water, and I'll drink it. But Dick, you're ignoring what I said. In taste tests, tap water consistently ranks at or above the level of bottled water. These are these are in blind taste tests. Again, you're you're trying to say that it's better than the other. I'm just saying it's different, which the study shows. No, it's not. So you, they're the same. I just mentioned this, Dick. I literally just said that the water source. For bottled water is exactly the same as tap water in and it's most just put instances. Put in a different bottle. That's all it is. That's well, all it is. And sometimes the bottled water may taste a little bit different because also the bottled water gets shipped across country sometimes, or it gets shipped and it sits in the back of a hot truck, and then that plastic bleeds some of it into the bottled water. Oh yeah, that's good. No. Give me that plastic taste. Do you that's think good. all manufacturers use tap water? Not all. Of what them. they're saying? Okay. No, not all, all right. of them, Sean. Just wanted to check. But yeah, the the tests that they put bottled water through is much less stringent than tap water. Tap water is much more highly regulated, and as we saw here. That you have bottled waters with samples of arsenic at, above a, a healthy level. Oh, yeah, where the fuck are those? Yeah, I don't know. Sounds man. like a big problem. Well, it is. It is a big problem, and and I hate to argue this environmental argument, but of the thirty billion plastic water bottles sold in the United States in two thousand five, only twelve percent were recycled. There are over twenty five billion bottles in our landfills right now. Yeah. Twenty five billion of them, and the recycled bottle plastic can only be used for non food products. So you know, people say, "Well, I recycle, I recycle, I recycle." But when it comes Who to cares? plastic bottles, yeah. there's not much you can do to, when you do recycle it. 
Did you know there's a big piss jug epidemic? Speaking of bottled things that are hurting the environment. A piss jug? Yeah, people pissing in, truckers yeah. pissing in bottles, uh, yeah. these same bottles and recycling, tossing them out They're the tossing them out the window like well, hand the, grenades of piss. The bottles are horrible too because the eco-friendly bottles, I brought this in in one of our lost episodes. I don't remember which one it was. When they made the bottles super thin to yeah. try to cut down on plastics, now when you open them, they shoot all over your hands. Right. Like an excited teenager. Right. It sucks. <laughs> on prom night. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm not holding a lot of excited teenagers in my hands. Did you call that 17-year-old up? What was her name? Amy. Um, yeah, Dick. So the bottled water, again, uh, it's the same exact source as tap water. There's much less regulation for it. It doesn't taste better. When you pay for something, you have a certain amount of expectation of quality for it. And they've done these studies again and again and again. And they found that when people pay more for a product, actually, they do enjoy it more. Sure. Uh, so there is that. But it's a, it's entirely – you're just fooling yourself. You're deluding yourself into thinking that you're, you're buying a much higher quality product than you actually are. They did this test um, a while back at a grocery store where they got the exact same coffee – same same exact brand of coffee, ground it up, put one in a bag that said it was ecologically uh, sound. It came from fair trade. It was mm. organic. It was natural. You know, massage from the teats of Mother Earth. And the other one they said Gross. is the is the uh, store brand. Um, and so people who tasted it after after reading this narrative about the fair trade, organic, you know, holistic, whatever fucking bullshit adjectives they used, uh-huh. they consistently said that that tasted better than the store brought brand. When they when they were told that story, sure. but during a during a regular taste test, then they actually did a, a, a comparison between like the organic brand and the store bought brand, and they found that the the store bought brand, when they were not told which one was which, they preferred the store bought brand. Yeah, the one that was suited for mass consumption. Sure, um, I'm gonna expand that narrative because yeah. I think it applies to everything. I think. Uh, oh, let me let me ask you this: if you if there was like a video game. That was made by indie developers. Would you enjoy? Do you think you might enjoy it more than one that was made by like a big, like a behemoth, like Sony? Like if you had the same game yeah. and you were given some narrative about how this game came to be, you can easily say no. But I'm asking because you've played a lot of video games. Yeah. If you give a little more credit, the same thing goes for like video content for that comes in the same way. Like any any kind of consumable consumable media. Do you think that you also apply that maybe that you have a blind spot for this kind of uh, whatever you called it when it comes to consumable no, no, media? Dick. No, I get what you're saying. No, no yeah, of course yeah, yeah. not. Of course no. not. Okay. Of course it not. It depends on the game. It depends on the game. And I, you know, I get what you're what you're trying to say. I get the argument, but that's not a good example because when it comes to independent I mean, video it's games, a good example. No, it's just because you don't uh, I'll see tell you, it. I'll like, tell you why it's not yeah. a good example. When it comes to video games, um, when it when I'm playing a game that's made by an indie developer. If it looks comparable to a big studio release, I'm going to be impressed more, but I, I'm not going to necessarily think it's a better game. I play no. big studio games all the time that uh, that are great, and I play indie games all the time that are great. And one, if one is made with more of a shoestring budget, it's a little bit more impressive, but that doesn't uh, really affect yeah. the end No, but result. we're talking the same game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if they slapped that stupid story onto every game? I think it, I think it would help them. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, bottled water. Bottled water is a big problem. Uh, yeah, you you can't tell the difference in taste. It's not it's not safer for you. Uh, it's not better for you. It's a big waste of money, which you should save. Well, yeah. Speaking of narratives to sell things, today's show is brought to you by <laughs> Harry's. Please visit Harry's.com and use the promo code Biggest Problem to save five dollars off your first purchase, guys. 
Is there any better razor than a Harry's razor? That's no. what I'm really asking. I'm, I, I love them. I enjoy shaving now. When I used the competitor, I remember shaving with, the, with one of the competing blades, and it was a chore. Shaving was a chore. Now I actually enjoy it, man. I get in there. I get those hairs out, like clack, 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 clack. They're like little enemy enemy armies that I yeah. chop down with nothing. Like a big, my big scythe, like Paul Bunyan. I imagine, they're, the I imagine they're like crickets on my face. I'm just shaving them right the fuck off. German-engineered blades, five-blade cartridges, a close, comfortable shave with no cuts or burns. Quality guaranteed. It's a full refund if you're not happy. And it's already not very much money because you can save $5 off your first purchase. Why pay 32 bucks for an 8-pack of blades when you can get it for half the price? For $15, you can get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. That's a really good deal, man. Yeah, Fan Koi said he was going to email us about Harry's. I finally bought a starter kit. Best shave ever, he says. Yeah. I wound up buying the men in my family and my two next-door neighbors engraved Winston sets. How about that? What a fancy pants. Thanks, Coy. That's cool. Thank you, Coy. Thanks for supporting us, and thanks for tweeting this at us and at Harry's. We really appreciate that. I, I get a lot of tweets from, from fans and listeners who uh, get their Harry's kit, and they open it up, and it's it's a real um, presentation. It's not just like, you know, real they're production. not just sending you. Yeah, they're not just sending yeah. you a little plastic nylon baggie of, of just like loose parts in there it's no a, it's a it's a kit it looks i like really it nice. yeah. i like it i don't like scrimping on the packaging no it's double it, double it up yeah two boxes not enough i want a box inside of a box yeah maybe what? with a riddle on where to find the actual mm-hmm. package where there's a multitude of additional boxes what no i've said this before and like i've never been an aftershave guy but their stuff is really good oh, i enjoy it so much better after you shave and smells good soothes the skin Soothes the skin, soothes the soul, and it's easy on your wallet. Thank you, Harry's, and thank you to our listeners for supporting us. Okay, here's my next problem. Sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation. Okay, I'm on board with this. Why? Why? Yeah, why is it a problem? Well, because... You always have to hear about it from people, and it's very annoying. Okay. Of course it's the <laughs> annoying angle. You're part, you're, you're, both your problems today, minor annoyances. Because that's what it takes to get on the top ten list no. here. Slacktivist, annoying. Outrage porn, annoying. It's all annoyances. Anti-vaxxers is number one for good reason. But it's Fe- annoying. Female genital. No, anti-vaxxers kill people. Hunger kills people and in a horrible way. Anti-vaxxers is just something that everyone can shit on. Okay, hunger isn't killing millions of people, and hunger doesn't yes, have the potential. No, and hunger doesn't have the potential to wipe out all of humanity like anti-vaxxers do. And female genital well, you mutilation. See Interstellar, then, because that's what that movie's all about. <laughs> uh, it, it, hunger, hunger is a problem that can be addressed with a sandwich. Female genital mutilation <laughs> is a problem. That you live with for the rest of your life. Those are problems that are in the top ten. Okay. Maddox just solved world hunger. Yeah, we just yeah. need a sandwich. Just give him a sandwich. <laughs> we just need to equip these drones with sandwiches and yes. send them all around. Sandwich drones. Kickstart that instead of iPads or whatever shit we're sending. Hundred dollar oh. laptops. Right. That's right. what they get. Laptops with gad go go gadget cranks on them. Well, you know what they're equipping on the drones now? They're equipping machine guns that spray pepper spray. Uh, the pepper spray pellets at people. Oh. Like so, cool. like some some absurd amount like sixteen hundred rounds per minute. Anyway, vote up drones. What's your problem, Dick? Oh yeah, you don't like drones. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation. It affects thirty five percent of America. Thirty five percent of Americans are not getting enough sleep. Ten uh, percent report like thirty five days in a row of not getting enough sleep. I brought in some stats. I'll go through these quickly. It's it's deadly sleep deprivation. Yeah, I believe it. Um, here it was a factor. In the following 
disasters. Uh, the nuclear accident at Three Mile Island, the wow. Exxon Valdez, and the meltdown at Chernobyl. Hmm. Those are pretty big fuck-ups. Yeah. How are you going to have an Oculus Rift society where everyone's plugged into the Matrix, but you got some guy who's running on three hours of sleep running the fusion reactor at the center? Because that's the future. You just consolidate human jobs into one guy, right? That's yeah. industrialization. You got 100 guys in a factory. No, let's make it five. Ah, let's make it one. Now we got 100 factories. Let's let one guy run 100 factories. That motherfucker better be getting his sleep in. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And it's also the reason Tracy Morgan uh, got in his big accident. Tracy Morgan is the actor from 30 Rock, mm-hmm. and he got hit by a car on the freeway because there was a Walmart truck driver who was driving drowsy and, uh, you know, was was too tired to be driving, and he hit his uh, his motorcade, and Tracy Morgan uh, got nearly paralyzed. He's still having, he's still having trouble uh, recovering from that. Yeah, well, big brain damage, too. Yeah. Wow, 1,500 crash-related deaths a year um, is because of sleep deprivation. 100,000 crashes, 1,500 crash-related deaths. Crash-related deaths. So it's like a a fifth of drunk driving deaths every year, 10,000. Sleep driving deaths are 1,500. Yeah, I believe it, man. I I, brought a stat on falling asleep while driving, if you're interested in that. Yeah, please. This is really scary. It's something I used to have a problem with, and uh, I don't don't fuck around with that anymore. Falling asleep while driving? Oh, yeah, because I get drowsy when I I drive, and now to the point where I I don't care who's with me or what I'm doing. If I feel like I'm nodding off, I will pull over and sleep on the side of the road. I'll do whatever it takes to get off that road safely because I'm not going to fuck around with that. That's really scary shit. Yeah, you got to be careful, though. You could get... Your car could get mugged, or your car could get robbed while you're sleeping on the side of the road. Yeah, I That's lock what the, they say. I lock the doors, and I also have a Jason mask in my car, so I put that. I put. The, <sighs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I knew that it. That's so satisfying to get your weird yeah. life hacks out. Yeah. Here is the. Here, you don't have a fake car that you park in front of you, <laughs> like a, a cardboard car that you park in front of yours. Here's the stats. Um, it's basically you can see them, but it floats around five percent of people who report falling asleep while driving in the past one month. Wow. 5% of people. Uh, old people surprisingly came in at 2%, but everybody else is way up there. 25 to 35, 7%, 35. For, for falling asleep while driving, old people only 2%? Yeah. Well, I understand that because they drive less. Uh, if they oh, that's probably true. Yeah, if they controlled for the amount of hours that people drive on the road. I would, I would imagine truck drivers are amongst the, the top because they're overworked a lot of times. Truck drivers, which a lot of them uh, may be listening to the show right now. When you're on the road, you listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So thanks for listening, truck drivers. Give us a honk, huh? Yeah. Uh, it makes you dumb. Sleep plays a critical role in thinking and learning, obviously, blah, blah, blah. So uh, if you don't get enough sleep, you're not going to be able to remember what you did the night. It impairs alertness, concentration, reasoning, and problem solving, and that's your your biggest solution is critical thinking. Yes. Right? Yeah. So this is like the anti-critical thinking. Mm, sleep I, deprivation. I you think can't it's... think critically when you haven't had any sleep. It does cloud my mind a little bit. Dick, why don't you bring this fucking problem in on a Casper day? <laughs> that's that's shilling. I would, yeah. I'm not going to okay. do I don't shill. Yeah. Look. Oh, no, I never, read Dick. the ad. I'm not going to do a whole episode based on your product. Get the hell out of here. Not hey. at these rates. Hey, so can I tell you? The, can I tell you? zero. You guys want to? You guys want a whole episode? I'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an entire. It's gonna cost episode. you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost you. Mm-hmm. Razor burn. That'll be my problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> Too break. expensive of razors. Yeah, and shaving cream that just doesn't wash off. We'll make that an entire episode. But here's the thing. Uh, so a long time ago, when I would drive in between my old job and home, it was like a 20, 30-minute commute. And what job was that? That was at the... You know what job it was, dickhead. <laughs> Telemarketing company. I worked for one for nine and a half years. You know what, dickhead? <laughs> Somebody sent that in. Yeah. <laughs> a real fucking funny <laughs> asshole. What job do you work at? Let's talk about your job. I'm a gigolo. Yeah. Okay. Only so, for hot chicks, though. Not for men, like most gigolos. Well, I've only had two jobs in my life. Uh, I've only had two jobs in my life, so I it's the it's one of the two of them, dickhead. Okay. Uh, so telemarketer and professional <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's a good. That's true. <laughs> that's my third job, and it's not my career. That's my career, yeah. buddy. Anyway, so I was driving back and home, back and forth from uh, from work, and it would be a lot of times really late at night or early in the morning, like three, four in the morning, because I worked really late, mm-hmm. and I would fa- I would sometimes fall asleep. I'd fall, I'd be really drowsy. And I'd start to nod off at the wheel. It's super scary because can you can you believe that you don't immediately wreck? Like every time I've fallen asleep at the wheel, I'm like, how the fuck did I drop? Like I have no idea when I fell asleep. How did how did I not crash? And but everybody's doing it. Five percent of people are doing it every month. I have a cousin who woke up to his car skidding on its roof. (laughs) That's that's too late to wake up. Just go uh, back to sleep. Go back to sleep. You, you know what? You're already fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you might as well take a nap. Yeah. Uh, wait till the paramedics arrive. So um, I was driving home one night, and uh, in Utah, it's especially dangerous to fall asleep while driving because there are deers on the road. Mm. Uh, there's deers the on the road. The will come give you anal. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you ass farmer, you. You know, you know Utah. But yeah, there are deers on the road, and I, I fell asleep one time. I started to nod off, and I saw a deer. So I, I thought... Um, man, that could have like ended my life if I hit that deer. It's really you don't want to hit a deer on the road. Like people think, oh, you hit an animal, it's roadkill, no big deal. You hit a cat or a, a raccoon or a little animal, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. You hit a deer, and it's like running into a tree. Yeah. The, the, like it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a two hundred pound animal that yeah. you're hitting uh, that can come through your windshield at you. So hitting a deer is no no small thing. Um, even if it's a doe, uh, a deer. Yeah, I, a female, a female deer. Yeah. I know, Dick. The song, fuck. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so I tried to solve this problem, and I tried everything behind the wheels. I tried rolling down my window because uh, in Utah it's really cold yeah. in the winter. Doesn't help. Doesn't work. I tried turning on my air conditioner. Doesn't work. I tried turning up the radio. Doesn't work. And then I tried even eating crunchy food like corn nuts when I was driving because I thought, oh, the crunch would keep me awake. That didn't work. So eventually, what did work? I thought about it. I thought long and hard about the only time I've never been asleep or fallen asleep is is when my mouth is on fire. And that's why Hmm. I decided to start carrying around a little bottle of Tabasco with me, and I would take a chug of it. Every time I felt like I was was nodding off, I would take a little chug of that Tabasco. Now, two things work in your favor. First, there's vinegar in Tabasco, which perks you right the fuck up because it's very sour. And the second one is the the spice. So you get home, your mouth is on fire, your throat is burning, your nose is running, your eyes are watery, but you get home alive. Yeah, and that was my solution, and that's why I I started carrying around hot sauce with me everywhere I went, and that's why I started drinking it, and that's why even to this day, when fans come to book signings and things, they they, they call me out on it. They're like, "Hey Maddox, you don't really drink Tabasco. I brought some Tabasco for," you. and I just before they even finish the fucking dumbass sentence, I pop it open and chuck that fucker down. That that that's the only downside to drinking hot sauce is it's you will grow no, yeah. you will grow a tolerance to it. Oh, and then you have to shave more, but um. 
Does that actually work, that hot sauce Absolutely. thing? Like, I don't want to be giving advice to people that's going to make them wreck their cars while they're sleeping. No, it absolutely does work, but only to a limit. You will grow tolerance to it, and then you have to move on to spicier hot sauce, which is difficult to find in gas stations. Most gas stations only carry two or three brands of hot sauce, Tabasco, Tapatio, and Cholula. And all of them are rated about the same Scoville units, except for Cholula. Cholula mm. is, like, way lower. Tabasco is about 14,000 Scoville units. But beyond that, you have to carry your own hot sauce, and if you leave it in your car for too long, it goes bad. So that's the mm. difficulty of hot sauce. You have to find a good sauce. Where could you find a good sauce? You ever had Tabasco turn brown? Yeah, Tabasco. It'll turn a little yeah. brown when it's bad. Yeah, it gets, it gets a little funky. Probably speed is easier than all this Tabasco hunting, I think. No. Health problems, sleep disorders um, can put you at risk for heart disease, heart attack, heart failure. I, this, that's what everything causes. All this heart disease, heart attack, high blood pressure, stroke, diabetes. Like, what doesn't cause that anymore? Well, it's a, it's a factor, but also sleep deprivation can... There, there's a lot of studies coming out these days that are saying that people who sleep less have... Um, it, it fucks with your uh, metabolism, and it could help you gain weight, Wait, actually. I got that one. Gain yeah. weight. Yeah. Uh, 30% more likely to become obese yeah. than the people who slept less than six hours a day... 30% more likely to become, probably because they're spending all that oh, that sleeping time eating. Uh, <laughs> right? It could be. It could actually, probably there's is. something to that, Dick. I remember when I would uh, when I would only go on three, four hours a night in college, uh, I did wake up and immediately would start eating again because that's my breakfast phase, right? Mm -hmm. But it's you just end up eating more because you're awake for more hours. This says it's not uh, something with the brain. Who cares? Uh, death it can cause. Let's see. Um, people who cut their sleep from seven to five hours or fewer a night doubled their risk of death from all causes. Anything. Anything that could kill you, you double your risk of by not well, sleeping isn't enough. So this can make you fat and dead and old and depressed and lowers your sex drive. I don't want to go through all these, but that's, that's what it does. It's, it's horrible. Doesn't your body deal with the, the stress hormone cortisol when yeah. you're asleep? Yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah. Also, and in sleep, when you have, you, it's really important for you to have uh, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, where you're dreaming because your body, your brain regenerates, your brain rests. Uh, but this is coming from a guy who doesn't sleep very much. As soon as I'm up, I'm up. I kick the fuck out of bed. I kick my covers off, and I'm ready to tackle the day, man. I I sleep. I, I'm. You know what? I'm I'm like a soldier. I just need a nap. You put me down for, you know, 20, 20, 30 minutes at a time, bam, I'm right back up, good to go. That's how This I, thing also says that poor judgment, people who, la who don't get enough sleep can't tell that the sleep deprivation is causing them to think poorly. I'm not joking. This is, this is, that's literally on the study. No, so I, you I ask, believe you. If you, ask an if you ask people to judge their, their judgment when they've been sleep deprived, it, it, it just got, anyway. Dick, why would I assume you're joking? That's not. Because <laughs> you had just said that you're, yeah. you jump out of bed like a soldier, but yeah. you're still massively sleep deprived and dangerous. Uh, no, when I, uh, I found that my, my, uh, so there's a study they did a while back. <laughs> no, no, they, not me. No, no. It doesn't apply to me. <laughs> no, I'll tell you it what. It applies to mortals. <laughs> yeah. I, I still sleep, I still sleep the right amount. I, I sleep the amount that I need, but I don't do it in one sitting in one big stretch 
Because they did that study a while back and uh, where they took a bunch of people and they put them in a room with no windows and no way to tell what time of day it was. Mm-hmm. And they found that after a month, after like a couple of weeks, they all started to fall into the same sleep patterns, which is four hours at a time, little four-hour stretches. They'd sleep for four hours, wake up, work for a bit, go to sleep again, taking naps all throughout the day. And they were much more productive for doing that. I found that you know, having work, worked for myself for the last, uh, what, 10 it's been 12 years now I've worked for myself. And I find myself naturally falling into that kind of sleep pattern where sometimes I'll be up at, you know, 3, 4 in the morning, go to sleep again for a couple hours, wake up again, and then, you know, sleep throughout the day, take naps. Naps are super important. Oh. Yeah. This problem's putting me to sleep. What's yours? <laughs> Dick, I got a big problem for you this week. Twitter. Oh, yeah. boy. Twitter. Big problem. Is it about... Millennials, would you say? No, Twitter. Twitter. Look, Dick. <laughs> millennials use it, but millennials I'm use joking, everything. I'm no, joking. I said everything. Okay, Twitter. The problem with Twitter is that it's basically IRC. Uh, you, okay, so for, for, IRC was great. I mentioned that. Yeah, I mentioned this a long time ago. Um, actually, a couple of episodes ago. IRC stands for Internet Relay Chat. And way back in the early days of the internet, before AOL Instant Messenger and before MSN Messenger and before Google Chat and Skype and FaceTime and all this other bullshit. IRC was the way that people chatted online. It was like pretty much the only way people chatted online. It was all text-based, and you joined a server, and on the server, you would chat with people. People would create nicknames and join chat rooms called channels, which were named using hashtags. So, for example, if you wanted to talk about sports, you joined the chat room hashtag sports. Or if you wanted to talk about video games, it was hashtag video games. In fact, the very genesis of my website happened on IRC. I was in a chat room called hashtag coders, where I spent a lot of time talking and collaborating with other programmers on demos and video games. That's when I started making these these uh, rants in there, and people in the chat room loved my rants. So I created a list of things that pissed me off, which was spread around the channel, and later encouraged me to start my website. That was actually how my website began, is because I was just you know ranting to these sure. guys. So IRC, way back in the day, had a 510 character limit back when it started. Twitter today has a 140 character limit. Yeah, IRC allows. Isn't you- that text based? Yeah, like, isn't that because of texting on your phone? Yeah, it was because of texting. It's yeah. it's an archaic model. It's an archaic restriction. It's oh. arbitrary at this point. IRC allowed yeah. you to direct message people. Twitter allows you to direct message people. Twitter is basically just IRC with a web interface. There's not much innovation to the product. It just made it easier for people to post. That's all it is. Twitter is just IRC on a web browser. So it's a something that was extremely useful made better. It's not better. But you're saying it has a web interface, and you could use it on your phone. I can't, like, text IRC. Easier is not necessarily better. And on IRC, on IRC it was much more organized, and you had a longer text limit. You had 510 characters as opposed to Twitter's 140, which makes it nearly impossible to have a real fucking conversation on Twitter. Yeah, you gotta you gotta post on Facebook and then take a screenshot and then post the screenshot yeah. of what you said. So there's yeah. all these goofy solutions people come up with. Like they'll they'll start writing a sentence and then they'll get to the 140 character limit, which is not much, and then they'll put in parentheses one out of two or one out of ten, and then you yeah. have to read this. There was this article that went viral recently about a, a trial lawyer who had a, a rebuttal to some something in the news, some, like, uh, some I don't know, some stupid horseshit went down, and some trial lawyer had a rebuttal. Like, you know, everyone has an open letter, everyone has a rebuttal to everything. Sure. 
And the the article that went viral was headlined this, and I'm not even joking. It said, trial lawyer has 43-tweet response. It was the perfect 43-tweet response to this. Guys, are you out of your fucking minds? Guys, we have a a very short attention span. We don't have, we can't read 43 tweets, right? You know what 43 tweets is? It's a page or a paragraph. Yeah. Trial trial lawyer has a paragraph rebuttal. And why is the, why is the number of tweets matter? Why are we talking about tweets in this day and age? Why do tweets fucking matter? I do like the arbitrary character of course, limit. Of course though. you do. Why? Well, because it makes people get to the point, and it makes Twitter what it is. Short like, emails. Yeah, little pithy, sh- sh- exactly, short emails. Uh, I don't no. go on Facebook. Like, when I go on Facebook, that little, when their uh, post gets too long and it says, like, the more, yeah, click yeah. here for more, I've probably clicked on that two or three times. Well, I don't care. If I, you can't get it out in the first sentence, I don't want to hear it. I, I know, Dick. That's that's totally stupid. But uh, it's just social <laughs> bullshit. Like, no, I don't go not. there to get news. Well, you could. It could be, a, you could elevate the level of discourse. Here's, but then it's a newspaper. Look, look it, yeah, that's exactly what we want, Dick. But more I go somewhere news, else to get that. bullshit. Hold on. The problem with Twitter is, more often than not, if I have something important to say, and I can't say it in the number in the 140 characters, guess what? Not going to say it. I'm not going to say it on Twitter. I don't give a shit. What Twitter has become is a repository for a bunch of comedians to write yeah. shitty jokes, and they're all 140-character long jokes, and one out of every 10 will be funny. Maybe one out of every 10. That's pretty good odds. No, it's not. It's 10%. That's, that's shit. Okay. You, you hit 10% of the balls that are pitched towards you. Guess what? You're fired. Get out of here. So Twitter's uh, uh, 140 character limit is also hampered by the hashtag system. Hashtags are essentially metadata. It's how you categorize tweets. If you're talking about the Oscars, you put in hashtag Oscars. So other people who are talking about the Oscars can also find your tweet. Sure. But that counts against your 140 character limit. So if you type in a word like hashtag Oscars or hashtag Oscars 2016, guess what? Suddenly you're down to 120 characters. What yeah. can you say in 120 characters? A sentence? What are you going to say that's informative or important in a sentence other than some stupid shitty joke? Oscars, I'm not watching these because I'm straight. Great. That's Is that one of the 9 out of 10 not funny jokes? Yeah, that's one of the <laughs> 9 out of 10, Dick, for sure. Um, there's a ton of spam on Twitter, which seems easy and obvious to filter these days, but they don't do anything about it. If you look at any trending news story, you'll see the shitty clickbait spam at the top of the feed. In 2014, a research firm found that 44% of Twitter accounts have never sent a tweet. So they got a lot of spam. Yeah, these are just zombie accounts. They're drone accounts. And Twitter's in trouble right now. Their their audience is shrinking even more than that. But that's according to PCMag, 44%. And according to the website 2P Charts, over 550 million accounts are reported to have sent their last tweet more than a year ago. Only 126 million of Twitter's user base had sent any tweet of any kind in the past 30 days. Yeah, people probably went on to Instagram or maybe just Vine. I don't know. They've also been cracking down on uh, conservative uh, tweets. Did you hear that? They've been censoring conservative accounts. They unverified Milo Milo Yiannopoulos, that dude. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. They're they're, um, dangling that verification as some kind of award or status symbol. That's a fuck up, I think. When any new social network comes along, I treat it like, uh, like every other social network. I plug my ears and close my eyes and hope that it goes away. (laughs) I just hope that it goes the fuck away like MySpace did. I didn't get on MySpace, thank God. It was stupid. I had an account, and I only used it to creep on girls. So so you did what everyone else did on MySpace. (laughs) Welcome to the human race. Yeah, uh, so so anyway, with Twitter, when Twitter came along, I someone created an account 
a fake one for me mm-hmm. and got like 10,000 followers or something like that. And I looked at this guy's tweet, uh, Twitter, Twitter feed and saw that he was posting more or less the things that I would be posting, you know, links to my websites and articles and things like that. And I thought, you know what? He's doing an okay job. I'll let him keep it up. Kept it going for a while. Then eventually the day came when Twitter wasn't going away. And uh, I think I talked to a publisher or something, and they said, you need to have your Twitter account going. I said, okay, fine. I created a Twitter account, and I wanted to take over this guy's Twitter feed because he already had 10,000 followers on there. I said, yeah, I'll just take over this guy's thing. Contacted Twitter. They said, no. First of all, you have to verify. And and the verification process is a pain in the ass. You have to scan a driver's license, like two forms of ID. You have to fax it to them. You have to sign some uh, affidavit or something. Like you you get it notarized. You jump through all these fucking hoops. After all of that, I verified my account, right? So I should have gotten that little verification thing because the whole point of it is to prove to people that you are who you say you are. It's not a status symbol, you fucking idiots. Well, but celebrities have it. Yeah, making it because, a status symbol. Like, because, do they give it to you if you've got ten followers and you really want to prove are people, that you're? There are people, Dick, who dong, dickheaded. There are people who have a thousand followers who have this verification thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there are people who have like five hundred followers who have that verification thing. The point of the verification is that you are who you say you are. That's why celebrities get them, not because they're famous, but because people impersonate them often. So they're trying to to communicate to their user base that, look, this is an authentic account. Sure. And since I clearly had people who were impersonating me, I needed one of those verification things. I went through the process. They decided not to give it to me. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Why? Yeah. Why didn't they give it to you? Didn't tell me. What did they say? Nothing. They just didn't, they said, okay, well, we'll oh, they we'll said, review it? No, they, they said they, they were going to shut down that other guy's account. Oh, I couldn't take why? it over. Yeah, they just shut it down. That sucks. And then didn't give me the verification thing. So everybody lost? Yeah. Uh, everybody, like, I jumped through all the hoops. But I think because there's something political going on. Like you said, n- Dick. Well, this just started. No, Sounds it's, like- no, it's been going on for a long time. No, 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 the, uh, the political thing. No, it's been going re- on for a long time. C- uh, clearly, I'm an example of that. I think that someone at Twitter probably doesn't like me and didn't, uh, you know, didn't uh, put the stamp of approval on this verification badge. Hmm. You I think just miss an email. Is that possible? Is there an email chain? No, it's possible. Uh, it, was, it was basically one guy I was talking to, one guy who handles all these things. And it sounded like he didn't deal with a lot of it because uh, this is such an arduous process to get your account verified. It's weird that you wouldn't get an email on why they didn't do that after sending in a bunch of documents after taking all that time to scan three or four documents so dick only 12 percent of the user base of twitter right now is active actually that's according to 2014 it's even lower now 12 percent of a social network imagine if only 12 percent of the people on facebook were active that's insane we should be so lucky yeah right uh twitter how much of facebook is active 50 Facebook is much higher uh, because Facebook does a li- they're a little bit better about cracking down on drone accounts, on zombie accounts, and things like that. Hmm. Not perfect, but a little bit better. But there's no incentive for these companies to shut down zombie accounts. There's no incentive for them to shut down spammers because essentially, the end of the day, they go to their shareholders and they say, "Yeah, we have an active, we have a user base of 900 million people, but they're not really being honest about how much of them are active. Most of them are not on Twitter, especially." Because it's just a bunch of stupid fucking jokes that aren't funny. Even well, that's active. Even, what? The jokes that aren't funny. 12% dick. No, I said that's active, jokes that aren't funny. What do you mean? Comedians posting jokes that aren't funny. That's being active. Dick, 12%. Right? But it's 12% of the user base. That's not active. That's a minority. Oh, you're saying that 
the majority is not active yes. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, okay. 12%. Twitter also creates insular thinking, and it's the worst kind of filter bubble. People reaffirm their beliefs by blocking or muting people they disagree with, and Twitter has made it even worse by hiring a committee called the Trust and Safety Council. Did you hear about this? No. They are providing, quote, input on their products and programs. This is according to TechCrunch. They're hiring an ex- external anti-bullying advocate to deal with trolls. <laughs> and these are people, they're like far-left uh, authoritarians. These yeah. are far-left. It's it's, And that's why a lot of, yeah, a lot of political opinions are being censored. That's why uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, what's his last name? I don't know. He used to have a verified account. And then to punish him punitively, they took away his verified badge because verification no longer means you're verified that you're an authentic person. Mm. You're not being impersonated. They took away his verification badge as a punitive measure. They just got a bunch more attention from it, though. Well, of course. But that's uh, that's it's fucking awful, essentially. Uh, what they're doing is they're silencing dissent. They're silencing critics. Twitter just reaffirms your worldview. It's the worst kind of filter bubble. There's no way to get any kind of good news or information on Twitter. It's all garbage. And by the way, Twitter no longer allows you to see unfiltered uh, trending results on your account. If you look at the trending results on your account, they're going to be trending based on what they think, according to their algorithm, that you would be interested in. So if you live in Chicago, you're going to see a lot of shit going on in Chicago, or Los Angeles, a lot of shit going on in Los Angeles. You, It's essentially shrinking your worldview. You no longer know what's going on in Thailand or Hong Kong or Brazil or uh, even across the pond, even across the uh, the United States. You don't know what's going on in your own backyard. So it's just like the news sites you click on. Yeah. They no, keep it's not. Feeding, well, those keep feeding you stories Yeah, based on what they think you like. Like what? Just what, like Google. Like, for example. Yeah. Google News. Well, no, I think Google News Google News is a, a, a better source because they show you news sites from all across the country. No, they mm-hmm. do, but they'll also put stories, at least on my phone, they'll definitely uh, put stories on that they think that you'll like. Yeah. I, I see it, what you're saying. Yeah, because I it, know what you're saying. It yeah. definitely changes. And it lets then you, if you clear tell your it history, if you don't like it or not. You're, you're right, Sean, yeah. but at least Google News allows you to opt out of that feature. And well, I do yeah, opt true. out of it. I do opt out of Google News' uh, uh, suggested feeds and suggested stories and things like that because it essentially just creates an echo chamber of your own thinking. That's right. It's it's cause, it's it's cause um help, helping fuel this problem of filter bubbles. Yeah. Which is one of the biggest problems in the world today. You aren't even allowed to have critical thinking because you're not even being exposed to ideas that challenge you. It's amazing. And that's, imagine if you don't even use Twitter. Then you're really fucked, right? No, you're you're way better off, I think. Oh, Twitter, you should I think boycott Twitter, Twitter then. I think what do you t- think about that? I'm not going to. Oh. I can't. I can't anymore. You can't. Twitter's you're too, addicted to money. No, Twitter's <laughs> too ubiquitous. Look, back in the day, before Facebook and social networking, there were other platforms to publish your ideas. Now, that's how people find you. You can't avoid it. What were you going to say, Sean? Well, I was going to say a couple things. Uh, it's funny how you know the internet has has the ability to bring everybody in the world together, yet it seems to isolate us in certain things more. Absolutely. And then also, I work with a lot of veteran voice actors, and they all say the same thing. I fucking hate Twitter and Facebook and all the social media, but I have to be on it. Yeah, you're right, Sean. Uh, I use it not because I want to, but because I need to. You can't really avoid it anymore. It's a platform that is too ubiquitous, and I'm pretty active on it, but here's the thing. Here's how I use Twitter. If I post a status update on Facebook, you know, I'm a writer. I'm I'm a New York Times bestseller. Do do you want to take that again? Because that sounded really... pompous the way you said it i'm the i'm the world's best writer <laughs> okay i'm a best-selling new york times best-selling author the world's best writer and i have 
sometimes a large vocabulary in the things that I'm writing. Not intentionally, but sometimes I, I use words that I feel like best express my ideas. His brilliance just oozes it's, out. It, it, it fills the banks right? of English sometimes. Yeah. Like Shakespeare. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm better than Shakespeare. So when I'm writing these status updates on Facebook, if I want to post that on, on Twitter, I'll copy and paste it and see if it fits. If it doesn't fit, well, either I won't post it or I have to go back and change some of my words oh, to use smaller words. It's like burning E.E. E. Cummings poetry, what it's, you're talking about it's now. It's dumbing down our language. Yes. Twitter is forcing us to use smaller words and a smaller vocabulary because of this arbitrary, stupid, archaic 140-character limitation. And Twitter itself has even acknowledged it now because they know the writing's on the walls. Twitter's audience is shrinking. They're scared. That's why they're tinkering with the algorithm. They're tinkering with this safety commission, the safety association of far-left thinkers. They're They're tinkering with all these things, and they're even going to start to tinker with the Character limitation on Twitter. They're, they're saying that the new version of Twitter's coming with a 5,000 character limit. Ah, oh, they're never going to do that. Well, they're saying. They're, they're working on it. That's, that's a good the, way to get headlines. I mean, that's the reason I don't use Twitter. Is I, I just can't say what I'm trying to say. And sometimes— Wouldn't you be for the 5,000 character limit then? 5,000? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in favor of that. Okay. That's called Tumblr, though. Um, it's just, it's just, look, I don't care what it is. If it's a thousand or 5,000 or whatever, 5,000 is pretty significant. That's like a two or three page post. I don't even need that much. I just want to be able to say a sentence or two. The, one of the first tweets I ever sent on my Twitter account, and you can go back and look is I sent a tweet that said, the problem with Twitter is that the 140 character limit doesn't allow you to get into the, and then that was it. Like I couldn't even finish that sentence. Well, that what thought. was the point? Let's shrink it. The point is that— What was it, the point of that sentence, I mean? What the, were you going to— Oh, the, get into thought, period? That was it? No, the 140-character limit yeah. doesn't allow you to have fully formed thoughts and ideas and doesn't allow you to to express yourself in a way that uh, that allows other people to fully appreciate what you're trying to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't even say things like that on Twitter. Not enough words. Not enough. There's just this arbitrary limit. Hashtag not enough words. A long time ago, uh, Dick— Essentially, meta, they're conflating metadata with, with data, with information. Uh, a long time ago, I, I said it's kind of like having the ISBN number be part of a book's title. You don't need that. Anyway. Those hashtags? I don't know. You really yeah. need that metadata thing with hashtags. It's just like a fun, stupid thing people throw out you there. You keep saying fun like it matters. It's irrelevant how fun something is. Well, it's a it's social a network. It's def- it's defined on how fun it is. No, like no. If it's not fun to engage in, people won't use it. That's but, its only purpose. But that's irrelevant to my point. My point is that that metadata should not count towards your your 140 character limit because that's how people find your data. Like for example, the um the job the length of the JavaScript code shouldn't count towards your character tweet either. You know, that's meta that's metadata. You don't need to have that information count towards your 140 character limit. And okay. I'm, I'm not saying it's not fun. Like, you want to make the case that it's fun, that's completely subjective. Go ahead and do that. But that's irrelevant to what I'm saying. It's, it shouldn't count towards that 140-character limit. Okay. You, don't, you disagree with that? I kind of don't care. Like, it's, well. people use hashtags to just say, like, things they don't want to just put a word up there. Like, Oscars, I'm watching the Oscars, that's what I'm doing. I don't think they're really, everyone's not really using it for metadata. If you're talking about... Wanting to include hashtags like an ISBN number, uh, that seems like a stretch. I don't think that's what their intent is. I that's don't think what, that's how that's, people use them. No, that's how people use them. That's what it's there for. For ISBN numbers, you think they're serial coding? They're, when they say hashtag blessed, you think their purpose is to catalog their post in some kind of meta group? 
yeah, of that's what positive it's for. thinking. It's right. just to tell people that they feel blessed. Well, that's why it's hashtag blessed. It's also because you don't have enough characters to say I feel blessed. You do hashtag blessed, but it also people click on that. Twitter by as a platform makes those links clickable so that you can see other people who are also saying those type of things. So if you want to see a lot of self-affirmation, a lot of positive th- thoughts and messages, you can click on that that hashtag and see them categorized as such. I yeah. mean look look, I'm not saying that's always the case, Dick. You you have a point, but for the most part, that's what hashtags are for. I don't know. I don't have the data. No, I mean, just look at the top trending tweets. You click on those, they're categories for what people are discussing. That's what it's there for. Just like in IRC, if you want to talk about sports, you join hashtag sports. Well, vote it up. I don't know. It's Twitter, a big problem. I don't know what to tell you. It's like a social network. Like, I don't really think about Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I just go on to post shitty jokes. (laughs) Yeah, everyone does, and I'm tired of them. They're all shitty. Um, all right, guys. My problems this week were bottled water and Twitter. My problems are bumper stickers and um, what was the other one? <laughs> sleep deprivation. Couldn't remember because I didn't get enough sleep. There you go. I got a bunch more prom requests. Prom addicts, I know you generally don't approve of these things, but I was wondering if you go to the adult prom I set up in my backyard. <laughs> There'll be punch and one of those paper mache things you hit with candy in it. <laughs> and then maybe we could dance a little. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but I'm Dick's old girlfriend, the hunchback. <laughs> I hope you guys feel like that. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, Gotta man. go. I didn't recognize your voice at first. Yeah. You think that's a problem? What could be what's the problem with that? That sounded great. Why would you hate those? I feel shame I feel shamed into going to prom with this person now. Or another one. Hey Meta. <laughs> a lot of girls calling in. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd like to go to the prom with me. <laughs> oh Meta. You need to go to the prom with me. Is this Louis Anderson? And, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, I've got bad legs, Matta. Sounds like a hot You're babe. asshole if you don't come. A asshole. This is Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it might be. Shit, you sing All right. Not we got a lot of prom, prom, prom requests. Yeah. Good. Good job, guys. Bravo. Oh, here we go. This guy, I, I keep saying, if you fuck up, don't call back in, because I'm not going to, like, what's the point of, here's this guy's voicemail. Hey, uh, um... Maddox has said in this episode here, wait, fuck. No, I got it. He says that the, no, fuck it. I'll call you right back. For for everyone who says that these guys are faking it, they're not. Because they call right back and leave the entire perfect voicemail. And it's like a minute and a half long, and they cover all their points, and they're making good points, and they're not reading any of it, and they're even making it funny, and it's pithy, and the, the it sounds good, the cadence is good, but you fuck it up once, that's what's getting played. People get nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy doing what we do, people. We're pros. Well, yeah. It's not easy doing what you guys do. No. Okay. It's Sean. not. You bringing in a problem, by the way? Yeah. You you are? I am. You are bringing in a problem? I am. I'm oh, a- my God. What is it? 
Don't hint. Give me hints next week. I don't want any hints. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Sean, not cool Sean, actual Sean. Who's helping you? That's right. Nobody's helping me. You're doing it all by yourself? All by myself. <laughs> condescending. How condescending can he get? <laughs> no, I think Is uh, it a problem I've heard from what, you? Out of me? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, because you say a problem. You say almost every time we drive over here, you give me a problem that you have. Yeah, now, but they're, secretly. They're you don't know you're doing it. Yeah, but it's always annoyances. me. <laughs> No, it's not you. So this isn't a minor. Not this time. No more hints. No more hints. I can't take it. Problems coming in from Sean. You heard it here first. Coming up. 